Well, hello, Phil. Or should I call you Pip? I don't know how. To, I don't know what name I go by these days. But if you know, if you want to say Pip, that's cool. Let's call you Pip today. Yeah. Yes. So we've got a Pip's a, here. A Pip Flutman new release. If you guys don't know, Phil is a troubadour. <laughs> travels around many countries. <laughs> Not so much these days, huh? No. Now you're in Berlin, so this is the backdrop of the of the album. Yeah. And so yeah. you you went and did this uh, nine or ten song album. Yeah, yeah. Solo yeah. acoustic. Yeah, nine songs. It was gonna be ten, but I took one off because it's gonna sound better. Full yeah. band. So there's a full band album in the pipeline. Okay. I guess. Nice. I heard the album and it was very, it was very detailed, very, uh, it had a, a very, a, a big range, you know, mm -hmm. it showcased your guitar playing and your, and your voice and that's the bread and butter, huh? Yeah, well, I, I, I keep on trying to go away from playing acoustically, but I guess, yeah, some people keep on saying, hey man, play to your strengths and I'm like trying to do electronic music or you know, some logics, you know, like some computer stuff, but I guess, I guess, I guess this is the best way for me, mm -hmm. guitar and a vocal, it's probably mm -hmm. the most honest way, so, stick to what you know, it's what yeah, they say. If, if there's a backstory which is, Phil initially borrowed my computer to do um, a three or four song yeah. EP, and he was layering guitars, and at the end of it, felt like it didn't write, quite capture the, the vibe, and so he, mm -hmm. he went to Plan B, which was uh, a day in the studio. And yeah, it, no, it's, it's, it kind of sounded good, but it was. But then, the the more, I guess, it didn't have the, the same vibe as it does when you, a guitar and a vocal, because I would have had to record vocals over the guitars. But. But you can't really get the emotion in, you know, and then you have to be your own engineer and, and your own mixing engineer. Plus, you're trying to be the musician, and it takes away, it distracts you from distracts you from doing a good take mm -hmm. musically. So it's best to use an engineer. So, so in the end, yeah, I decided to to um, get hold of a guy who's got some good microphones, uh, and then a friend of mine had a Seb had a, a practice room underground, which was airtight. No, airtight, not airtight. Soundproof. And, um, and yeah, I just like did the whole thing in about an hour and a half. Like, mm -hmm. mostly one takes. They were a bit... They they thought they were going to be there till midnight, but <laughs> we were out the door by half past seven. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to be too perfectionist, because um, you waste a lot of time trying to be a perfectionist. Mm. Did the track order and in the, in the CD was it uh, true to the way you performed it, or did no. you you mix the songs around? I did them in, in the order that they were in guitar tunings. Okay. So if it was like two or three in a certain mm -hmm. guitar tuning, I'd do them three in a row in, mm -hmm. in a row because because I didn't want to be spending a shitload of time tuning mm -hmm. my guitar up and down. Mm -hmm. And how does the what do you start off? With? What what is the um, the album? What's the number one? The song is called Slow Down Pip. Slow down. Yeah. <laughs> Can you play it to us? Yeah, sure. Here's a guitar. 
let's adjust this for this track here. Slow down, Pip. Business, what's my trade? Just some print on a page, just some logo, some wage. One day forgotten, replaced. So slow down, slow down. Pip, slow down. Slow down, Pip. Listen to those whose names have stuck around. Cultivate, cultivate. The Frenchman wrote to me. The Emperor wrote to me. It's all kind enough just to be. You said the tone there, kind of a, it's a reflective song, yeah. kind of very self, uh, self-reflective. Yeah. yeah, I guess it's like, um, yeah, the whole album's not like that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but just this one. It's like kind of about accept, you know, acceptance of being out of control and feeling in control because of, it takes the pressure off knowing that you're not in control for mm-hmm. me. And... Uh, not taking life so seriously, you know, just um, doing what you can and being happy. Mm-hmm. So this, this is that song, Slow Down Pip, yeah. Mm. yeah. Like stop, is it, like, um, to, to keep yourself from striving and for hustling, is it, a, is it something in regards to your ambition or... Well, it's just not taking taking that all that part so seriously. The the, the career building, mm-hmm. knowing you know that yeah, it's maybe it's a means to an end, but not taking it as like, you know like a, being a, feeling like a failure if it's if it's not turning out. You know, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like yeah, well, 
we will be in the ground one day and uh, somebody else will be on this planet you know and mm-hmm. uh, just to yeah to enjoy enjoy the time and and uh, you know cast not worry so much about legacy because mm-hmm. yeah the world is a is like this um yeah, it's it's made me. Um, so I think I, I've heard a few people have heard the song and they get mixed 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 reviews because some people find it very um, quite scary, <laughs> thinking in this way. Mm. Um, but but for me, like it takes a lot of the pressure off, to be honest. And uh, just I can just music's just a passion. Then mm. don't have to treat it like a business, mm-hmm. you know. And, and worry about what people might think in a hundred years of me you know <laughs> it's like mm. that doesn't matter it's just why did we all get into music in the first place it was for because we loved it mm-hmm. so it's kind of salvage the salvage the passion mm-hmm. get back to the root yeah the source yeah yeah and stay there yeah what was what was your original um, purpose, I guess, as as a young, uh, did you start playing guitar? Was that your initial yeah, expression? Yeah, there was no one in my family that played really. It was um, friends from school. Their fathers played, and they they kind of played. And I was the singer at first, mm. but then uh, I got some guitar lessons. And my grandmother played for paid for some guitar lessons, and my mum would wait outside in the car reading the newspaper. Back in the year two thousand, I think. Mm. And I'll go in and do like electric guitar lessons. You were only ten. Yeah, and I was doing like electric guitar lessons mm. on this time. And a Saturday afternoon, I remember it, like the lights were so dim in the room, and he had all the all his windows closed and stuff, and it always made me feel so tired. And I'll just sit there yawning for an hour. As <laughs> your first experience. Yeah. Again, it's like class. Yeah. So I had them for about a year and a half as guitar lessons and mm. from ten, and then and then. The internet started really being a place where you can find the knowledge. You just mm-hmm. kind of it helps to have lessons at the start to a certain point, and then you can just teach yourself from that mm-hmm. that, that moment onwards. Really, so mm-hmm. self-taught after that, mm. pretty much. And were you always composing, or did it take you some years to find find your style? I was I was always composing from a young age. I'd learn. I I, I don't know where those notebooks are, but I had like stupid like stupid songs from like ten, eleven years old. Wow. That's incredible. Um, I would be very cring- be very cringed out reading them right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I was writing. A, I was writing a lot, and then when I got to like seventeen or eighteen, I got some in a band with some other lads, and they wanted to do the writing. So I just concentrated on the music then mm. for quite a few years. Mm. It wasn't until I was like twenty three when I started writing lyrics again. Really, you you took almost five or six years off. Well, I was just a music. Yeah, I just was more like a musician, writing like the chords and writing really? the melodies and the okay. solos and stuff, mm-hmm. and let other people do the lyrics. Mm. I guess I wasn't inspired enough because the music was writing was like indie, indie pop, so it was, it didn't need much lyrics. And then mm-hmm. I think uh, when when I more got into folk music, mm-hmm. like Donovan and Bob Dylan and mm. Simon and Garfunkel and Leonard Cohen and. And all that, like that was when I was like, oh, okay, there's some. I need to be documenting my life now. Mm-hmm. I need to be, and I, I want to make people f- feel something with the music. Mm-hmm. So, I need to learn how to write. Mm-hmm. Um, got into poetry and then started writing, writing lyrics. But yeah, I'd say I'm a musician first and, mm-hmm. and, a, and a and a writer second. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and that's probably probably it. So I better stick to the music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're they're married together. You know, there's yeah. no way you can put put one without the other in our, in our yeah. line of work. So it's it's complementary, and yeah, I think it shows. Uh, it it definitely contributes to good lyric writing to have the skills to um, support it with music that has movement and you know some yeah. some kind of interesting progression. And it really helps to, to be able to do it both separately because you might have a lot of lyrics here over here mm. and you might have a lot of riffs over here. Mm. And then you can match them all up mm. by the moods. Like, yeah. oh, that one would work really well with those lyrics mm. because this kind of reminds me of this kind of mood of those lyrics. So mm -hmm. to, to write separately and then match them mm. up afterwards is, is kind of the way I do it. Mm. Well, that's, you know, some songs take, take a year and then you're like, okay, the music's not working for this. I'm going to make a whole new song but keep those lyrics from that mm. song and put them into this new song mm -hmm. the song I just played then I wrote in like 20 minutes actually though that was like one of these ones where it was just like the the, the, the lyrics were on the tip of my tongue but I didn't have anything to anything to really sing sing them to and then I came up with a riff mm. sounded like Mexican or something it reminded yeah. me of like something Mexican and uh and and yeah it just came out really quickly mm -hmm. so I love it when the knee songs yeah. come out, you know, mm -hmm. these 20 minute ones. It's a strange mm. thing. Yeah, I'll never yeah. get bored of writing. There's too many things to write about. And uh, life's sort of just moving on, and there's so many things to document. And uh, yeah, mm -hmm. they're like tattoos. Yeah. Songs, in a way. Do you have any tattoos? No, I mean I don't. I don't need them. I don't think. Cause, I mean, a lot of people have tattoos because it reminds me. Of, reminds them of a certain chapter in their life. Mm -hmm. You know, if they went traveling, they usually get one of these like tattoos on their legs or something. But I mean, yeah. If I if I go away, I can, I've got songs to remind mm -hmm. me of of, of 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 these times. Mm -hmm. It was always. I remember this quote of John Lennon. Uh, well, not a quote, but he said, "I don't remember what I was doing." in like January of 1966 but if you told showed me a song that I wrote then I'll tell you mm -hmm. I could have tell you exactly what I was doing mm -hmm. because yeah it's so, a trigger yeah it trigger that, that will trigger trigger it triggered his mind so yeah. that's kind of one of the great things about writing is it's just a great diary entry and yeah yeah the best songs are complete um like representations or um kind of like reflections of of what we experience mm -hmm. and there's it's it's so nice to be able to revisit a chapter and to to like relive mm -hmm. emotional states through through the songs yeah and like yeah it's there's a lot of power in, in uh yeah and having that out there and then other people can who might you know i've never even tried writing themselves but i feel in a similar way can get and listen to a certain song and then it triggers something in their mm -hmm. mind mm. And that, by that time, that song doesn't belong to the writer anymore. It belongs, you know, once it's out, it belongs mm -hmm. to everyone. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, that's the nice thing. People can really relate with it. How do you... We've talked about this, about uh, rewriting or re... Um, kind of rearranging uh, songs. Mm -hmm. And, like, is it is it something that you consciously do and say, like... Man, this one is not yeah. better. It's not good enough, and I feel like it could be better. Or does yeah. it fall into your lap? And in, in like, how do you approach uh, re rearranging? Yeah, I mean, some songs might not get on an album because 
the, the, the main theme, arrangement theme of an album might be like full band or something, mm -hmm. but the song just sounds better acoustically, then mm -hmm. you say, okay, well, it's not going to get on this album, mm -hmm. but it'll go on the next one. Mm -hmm. Or if it works, but, you know, I've got, you know, I've got a song on uh, called Golden Boy that's on two albums because it sounded, mm -hmm. it sounded good acoustic and it sounded mm -hmm. good electric. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, yeah, on, the, on this album, yeah, I've had to take songs out that I know will go on mm -hmm. albums in the future because they're going to sound better with a different arrangement mm -hmm. and I want to give them justice. Is this the first time you've done a complete, like, uh, one session, one one take, live, kind of a live feel? In one night, yes. Yeah. But I did, it was an album I did, uh, Guy Fawkes and His Boredom, which I did in 2017. That wasn't done in one night, that was done over like five evenings because mm -hmm. I was working in a ski, like an indoor ski, ski ramp thing in the bar it was really boring but it was like a November job and I was feeling like shit <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah I recorded like one or two songs a night mm -hmm. uh, during that time mm -hmm. and I'd do a few takes but it was on like a really bad recorder mm -hmm. and then my friend put it through a tape machine so it sounds really hissy mm -hmm. but it's a, but I really I forgot all the lyrics for those songs really but really? I, yeah I kind of forgot them as soon as I, re I remembered them like, mm -hmm. once we recorded I was like okay that's released that's released wow. uh, but I love that album actually it's a nice album for me to, I like to listen revisit that mindset that I was in I mean yeah, I'm not there anymore but but there's some, some special moments on there for me and mm -hmm. I, I think there's some people that really like that album so so it's nice that it was done. But this one, yeah, this one was done in an hour and a half and uh, all one takes. And there was, there was there's definitely mistakes been made in, in, in the album. When I hear back, it's like, oh, oh. But I didn't listen back to the songs. Uh, after I didn't want to listen back on the night. I, mm -hmm. I didn't want to listen back to see if I needed to mm -hmm. retake anything. Because I, I knew the emotion was there. Mm -hmm. um, so I decided I don't want to hear them. And <laughs> engineer was a bit surprised about that. But I didn't want to get into this perfectionist thing. Yeah. I can't be asked spending that like two years, one year, yeah. two years on it. And I left him to listen to the same songs thousands of times before I released them. So, mm. You know, I don't want to hate the songs. It hangs up on, it kind of gets you, uh, where you, yeah, it limits your ability to kind of progress and to, to find new, yeah. new inspiration, I think, mm -hmm. when we're... I mean, Michael, for example, we're in Michael's house, has spent, uh, I think he spent... A year and a half on his last record, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, to finish the whole thing, um, and it's, uh, it's a for special. Sure. It's a special record, that's for sure. Yeah, but I think looking back, he's not going to do that again. Yeah, and no. that's like it's sort of a thing you do. You try to do, do once. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we all go through that because we want to make this masterpiece, or whatever it is. But um, it's like living musicians. You know, we're not like Pink Floyd who can just go in the studio for six months without any right. songs and come out with a, with a great album. Yeah. We haven't got the money or the, mm -hmm. you know, money to do that. Yeah. And investing in, in your own music these days is, is tough as it is because, you know, Spotify doesn't pay you for the streams and stuff. Um, so, you know, writing an album and recording an album, you've got to think about costs and mm -hmm. like what's the cheapest way to make this sound good. Mm -hmm. That's like really like... The kind of the thought process these days unless you've got an investor or something but then 
yeah that comes with um, expectation yeah. and maybe some control from other people so mm -hmm. it's also something we don't like yeah you know I also think it's um, the old it's like an old-fashioned way of being able to perform the song mm -hmm. and to not be um, dependent on like okay I put it click track and we can oh we don't have to do it perfectly because we can just do it piece by piece and there's something nice about having the ability to mm -hmm. to um, translate what what you've written yeah. into like an actual performance and yeah um, it's yeah you carry that with you that ability to do that yeah I think to, to the, the even the most like even to the, the person who doesn't know like, much about like what how music is made or anything these people can still understand when something's done live. Mm -hmm. Or if something's multi-track layered, mm -hmm. you know. I think even if you don't realize, you know, you mm -hmm. will know like, the difference mm -hmm. um, of the energy. Yeah. And, uh, for, for me, like yeah, like a live thing will always always be better than than these, you know, mm -hmm. drums first, bass after, yeah. guitar yeah. after that, yeah. and it's it's not your style. I mean, you come from you're from Manchester, so the Beatles. Like uh, Simon Garfunkel, the Everly Brothers, you said yeah, Oasis, and you have like, are there other? They're not from Manchester. No, but none of those guys are from Manchester, except for Oasis. Oasis, yeah. yeah, but yeah. As far as uh, your your seminal influences, some some of these. Um... Yeah, I guess it changed every like five years. Mm. Did you go through a harder like a, a Led Zeppelin well, stage? Not Led Zeppelin, or... but uh, I think most people I've spoke to. Start with Nirvana, <laughs> okay. and I did as well. Really, sort of ten or eleven years old. You're playing the power chords. Yeah, yeah. And then by like sixteen, it's probably Oasis. And then fast forward to twenty-one, it was probably like the Beach Boys, mm. Beatles. Mm -hmm. Fast forward five years onto that, twenty-six years old, Leonard Cohen, mm. um, or. Um, you know, other world music kind of things going mm -hmm. on. And now I'm 30. Uh, and n now it's... That's, although I've got so, so many influences now. I, you know, I don't listen to just... I used to just listen to like one artist mm -hmm. like, intensively. Now mm -hmm. I listen to... I guess I only just got Spotify now as well as a, as a listener. So it's made me more of a music listener. Where before, mm -hmm. if I was just on like YouTube, I'd just put like, mm -hmm. I, I, I wouldn't think of what to put on, so I'd just mm -hmm. put like the same stuff on mm -hmm. all the time. Because it recommends you the same yeah. stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, a lot more influences now. Yeah. Yeah, the, it, I, I find it to be, I'm, I'm more like more broad in what I listen to, but mm -hmm. less uh, deep. And like, I'll listen to an artist, I'll listen to like uh, a few songs from this album, and then, you know, it's so easy to switch. Yeah. You don't replay an album for for days at a time anymore in, in the Spotify world because you can no, it's so no. easy to just you just you just take the ones that you like the most, mm -hmm. right? And put them in your playlists. Mm -hmm. and then they might come up on shuffle at some time. Mm -hmm. It's kind of that's that's as an artist you, we have to realise that's how listeners listen to music these days. I do the same, so I can't expect anything different. But I will still make wanna make albums yep. with a vision of having like a piece of like a piece of art or mm -hmm. something, I don't know, like 10 songs of it, with the title and the artwork mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the songs being in, in a certain order mm -hmm. and having a certain theme. Mm -hmm. like, I never want to change that, that, mm -hmm. that, that philosophy yeah. of, 
of releasing stuff. Yeah. You, you know, even though they say these days you should just release singles, it's not really. It's not. I know that in ten, fifteen years' time, I prefer that that, that everything's you know done properly in albums and mm. you know. Yeah, it's. I mean, looking back, you can really associate a, a, a period of time with albums, Blood on the Tracks or mm. Harvest Moon or something. These um, or Exile on Main Street. There's always yeah. these like quite, you know, really symbolic albums that uh, encompass a, a time period. or a, For them as well, yeah. yeah. I mean, Blood on the Tracks, he was probably like in his early 33, 34 mm-hmm, or something. Exactly. Just had a divorce. Mm-hmm. That was probably his most honest album for, for many years as well. Blood, yeah. Bob Dylan, Blood on the Tracks. Yeah. And that's the best one. <laughs> and yeah. it's just a guitar and a bass and a vocal. Yeah. Most of it, mostly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that's why I, that's one of the reasons I feel confident making such a sparse album. Yeah. I mean, everyone, you know, it'd be nice. That sort of friends, I said, showed the album to to a friend, and he was like, "Oh yeah, but you could put a flute there, and you could put a violin there, and you could put a bass there." It's like, yeah, but then we're talking months and more money and. Not knowing, you know, getting the musician in and maybe they do a bad job and yeah, then I've got to deal with all that shit. The thing is, if you had, a, like, a vision, like, okay, this is going to be this way from the beginning, yeah. but once you've established the take, mm-hmm. to go back and to try to overdub things, yeah, you yeah, really yeah. don't even make it better. No. That's the thing, you know? Then I've got to use a click track as well, <laughs> which I didn't use at all. Because sometimes I just, like, hang on for a bit longer on a certain part mm-hmm. and then move on. Yeah. Which I, I, I like that in, like, classical music is... The thing about classical, about classical music is you, ha- you don't really know what's going on in time signature, yeah. and then you're more likely to just drift off with the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I, I also like to do that with 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 the guitar because you know it kind of loosens the person's meter in their head, and then they can just like go away with Float the music. Bit, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Of... Instead of just like fall to the floor like yeah, always. Yeah. Instead, you know that rhythm that we, that we know rhythm so well. You know, like mm-hmm. we don't even realize we know it because mm-hmm. our heart's beating in rhythm and, mm-hmm. and everything. So it's not. I think I kind of like it when things aren't in rhythm in a way, mm-hmm. or, or that you can't detect ri- mm-hmm. the rhythm so well. Mm. So yeah, no click tracks. It's be very hard to overdub anything over mm-hmm. the top of these songs. So yeah, guitar and vocal. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think you know, in a lot of ways. It's more powerful to have something that is able to stand on its two feet without needing, you know, all these bells and whistles and yeah. things. It makes it, uh, you kind of really get drawn in and you appreciate every note and every every sound more because it's it's more honest that way. And Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I was... I, I... There was a reason for why I wanted to do it like this. I I, I heard like a someone's album a few weeks ago, and I know that they're very good acoustically. But then I heard them with all these instruments and things, and I was like, he's it kind of lost like the 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 thing that I liked about mm-hmm. this this person's music mm-hmm. along the way in in this massive production. Mm-hmm. Like what made this what made this person charming with their music was the, was the personality of it mm-hmm. has been lost mm-hmm. through the massive production. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, yeah, people, yeah, 
I understand the pressures today of you know, you know you, you have to have it like that so you can get somewhere. The more you invest, the the better you'll do in all mm -hmm. this. But um, but I think yeah, the best art is honest honest art. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I think I don't know if it, I don't know if my songs are good. I don't know if my music's good, but I know it's honest, mm -hmm. and that's the best I can do. I think to be honest. Um, yeah. yeah, at least you know who you are, you know. You well, know. I do. I mean, that's a that's a constant battle to to know who we are. That's a long journey, but like, uh, but I, at least I know who I am in this moment, and, mm. and I, I can I know how to articulate that, mm -hmm. and then and then that helps kind of move on, because like once you've released some songs, then you've also released that those feelings from your mind, mm. and then you can start to work on some new songs, mm -hmm. a new chapter. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm already kind of like working on some new demos mm -hmm. or something else. Yeah, it's like yeah. opening the floodgates a bit, and yeah, the channel is now. At least, yeah, you've kind of you've paved the way. You know, you've the road is cleared. I guess you can call it because it's yeah. the hardest part yeah. is to make a road is you're yeah. cutting down trees yeah. and you know. But once the road's there, it's easier to drive on. Yeah, it reminds me of the Truman Show. <laughs> the way you're saying mm -hmm. it. When he's trying to get out of the the town that he's living mm -hmm. in, but then they're they're all stopping the the barriers are there, so he can't mm -hmm. get out. Mm -hmm. So he's stuck in like this little town with all these feelings, and then mm -hmm. and then yeah, once you've got it out, then um, then you can open up that road and move mm -hmm. on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Nice. So can you play us another tune here? Yeah. Yes, yeah. Mr. Pip. Yeah. I'll play the one that probably is. to relate with most come back you crazy days which is about wanting excitement in my life again after after the pandemic's come over and made life very boring you know so this one's called come back you crazy days keeps on bashing against the guitar. Dancing with my friends 
But now I rest and hide Now I rest and hide Come back you crazy days 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 Come back you crazy Sandals hanging, story spent Wondering where my courage went Streaming films has made me tame All the songs I write are soaked in rain No more rest and hide Crazy days live on the Spread That Joy podcast. We got Pip Flutman, Brian Grayson. <sighs> it's a pleasure to be here with you, Phil. We can shake hands. Yes, okay. we'll wash our hands after. Yeah, <laughs> we're of the same household actually, so I think yeah. we can touch. Yeah, I'm registered here in the Brinkworth yeah, estate. You are, aren't you? Fucking hell, I yeah. Uh... I couldn't get registration here. Yeah. So Are you still trying? I don't know what I'm doing, mate. Yeah. Life is uncertain. Yeah. I'm here now. It's one one thing I think. Phil lives with a kind of a blanket of uncertainty. <laughs> he he holds it tight, and and I think he appreciates it. And while some people might, um, you know, demand some kind of firm certainty in their life, you yeah. sort of. You know, you learn to go with the flow and kind of accept the... Yeah, I think I need it. I, f I feel, when I talk to people about it, I feel really strange because mostly it's the same. People really need structure in mm. their life. They don't, it makes them feel sick not knowing where they might be mm -hmm. in a few months mm. or something. I, I, I love, the best thing I love about travelling sometimes is not knowing where you're going to sleep that night mm -hmm. because you don't know what... What great things going to come ahead or, mm. or it doesn't you've got to sleep in the park or something mm. but that's not always a problem yeah, it's a warm night it's okay yeah what as far as I'm concerned 
sleeping in the park sounds like a, a tough situation. But I think with a change of mindset, like you seem to not, uh, it's not so upsetting to you to have a, um, a park bench as a bed, you know? Yeah, it's just, you know, if you want to travel and you, ain't, and you don't want to spend a lot, a lot of money, a lot of people think they can't go traveling because they ain't got the money, but there's a lot of hacks. There's mm -hmm. a lot of ways to do it without spending money. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the summer, like, yeah, it could be, you know, and if you're like uh, 12 plus degrees at night, 16 mm. degrees at night, then then it's fine. Because um, if, if you're like, like hitchhiking or something and you can't get, you want to like go a few hundred kilometers, you, you, you might not get there in one day, you know. You, um, you know, you might meet somebody who'll give you a sofa for the night, like, um, who's hitchhiking, who you hitchhiking with or something, but if you're just, like, st stuck in a town after, like, 7pm, you can't really go to the side of the road after then, so mm -hmm. you might just need to get a few hours kip in mm. a park. <laughs> Is this something you're willing to do even into your 30s? Now you're going to be 31. <laughs> like I'm 31 in a few weeks. I felt like this was a, a young man's game, but you've, you've proven me otherwise. Yeah, I mean... You know, what what is a thirty-one-year-old supposed to do? You know, it's all up in the air these days. Because mm. we're not doing, we're not living like thirty-one-year-olds from the nineteen fifties, are we? Yeah. Um, we got to make up our own lives, make our own rules up. We can't live a certain way because we're we're thirty-one-year-olds. Therefore, we we must sleep in a bed or something <laughs> like this. Um, yeah, all, all these rules aren't you know. You've broken them. Well, they, they, they don't make any sense when you think about them. Mm. You know, like what? You know, what, why should why should, why is anything like that a rule? Like you know, there's too much pressure on people to feel like, oh shit, I'm 31, therefore I need to quickly get a wife and ch children because mm -hmm. my grandfather did at this age. Like mm. this is these old these old attitudes are being are being discovered as as false. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's false directions. It's the easy way out to just follow a direction because the ninety nine percent of people have done it or whatever. Like mm -hmm. you've got to work out what you're what you're capable of, what your nature is, what makes you happy personally and, and follow that. So um I like yeah, I like to be a bit it humbles me to, mm -hmm. to do these kind of things, I guess, as well. And um do you find songs are hidden in the in yeah. the journey? Yeah. How do you find yeah. these songs? Like when you're when you're on oh, the road. Oh, they come at all kinds of times. But if I, I have a small guitar with me in my last travel, and no case, no guitar case. So it's, so you know, it's like a, if you had a camera around your neck, you'd always take pictures. Mm -hmm. But if you have it in a bag, then you're less mm -hmm. likely to take pictures. Mm -hmm. Same with the guitar. And um, so yeah, like maybe like walking to a hitchhiking point or like walking across town. You know, if I've got like a, don't take a heavy bag with me, so I'm not sweating too much mm -hmm. or whatever, not being feeling strained. And yeah, I've caught with songs like just walking down the road, mm -hmm. <laughs> or uh, you know, having your lunch on a bench somewhere with a picnic. Mm -hmm. It's quite nice. So it's your number one companion. It feels like the. Oh, it's a door opener guitar. Mm -hmm. I've I've been away without my guitar before, and I was like, fuck, it's so hard to meet people mm -hmm. without a guitar. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's so it's easy with a guitar. Uh, all sorts of people will stop by and, mm -hmm. and talk, and mm -hmm. you meet all sorts of people when you've got a guitar. Um, it's, yeah, it's so much harder without, mm -hmm. um, and there's so much you can do with it. Mm. I mean, if you want to make a bit of money for lunch, or you want to, yeah, write some songs, or you just want to like use it as meditate, like a mm -hmm. meditation mm -hmm. thing. 
uh, yeah, or mm. a conversation starter. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it works for so many things. Yeah, mm. or as an alarm system. If you're if you if you're trying to sleep somewhere, you just put it up. So if somebody came and knock over, you know they come. So. True that. <laughs> it's a foolproof system. Yeah, or a club. A baseball Have you ever bat. had a guitar stolen from you? Actually, on your travels. No, I've been lucky. I'm on lucky ones. Work. You did. No. no, I've never had a. It's always a nightmare of mine to be like wake up and just mm-hmm. be like my guitar is stolen. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but. Um, that's a criminal thing to do. Yeah, you can't steal from a musician. No, <laughs> I, I, I found that in like say places like Barcelona where they're always talking about pickpocketers. I never had a problem there myself. I guess mm. having the guitar is, you know, people like okay, he's just a musician, mm. and, and you know, I'll, he's one of us. Maybe I, I mean I don't I don't, wanna, I don't really know who it is who does the pickpocketing, but do do you want to steal from rich tourists and mm-hmm. it's better not to look like one. Mm-hmm. The, the, the worse your guitar case looks, the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a good advantage. Yeah. So you you went to France recently. Is this a place? You've got some some special uh, European destinations that have. Uh, yeah, I go there. Served, I've been there. Like, you, right? Last three summers, I've been in France doing the vineyard work. Mm-hmm. It's really fun. I, the, you were talking about grape picking in your yeah. song, right? Picking grapes for the glass, singing on the mountain pass, mm-hmm. hitching on the busy bends, naked dancing with my mm-hmm. friends. Because yep. we'd have like discos in the evening, mm. like, and, but we'd work every morning at like 7am, mm. so mm. we always hung over and shit. But mm. we'd have like discos in the mm. evening and, and like, sometimes get naked. Mm. And <laughs> it gets pretty crazy. Are you drinking the wine? I can't drink, drink uh. so much wine, it makes me sneeze really crazy, mm. but... But there's a lot of beer as well. Mm-hmm. The one night I drank wine this year, I was just like vomiting all morning. Oh, wow. <laughs> and everybody had to help me with my my line, picking mm. grapes. Are you serious? Yeah, but they've got some good friends there. But oh. they, they were singing to me, this is the end, my only friend. The end. <laughs> because I, was like, I, was like, I looked like I was going to die, you oh, know, because my hangover was so bad. So they're, like, so they're just like singing this to me, like teasing me for this hangover. Wow. But... Um, but yeah, it's good fun. I still learn French because you know it's hard to to learn with a language when everybody's fluent, talking each with each other fluent. Mm. It's much easier when you, with people who don't speak mm-hmm. the language well, mm. as well. So yeah, I won't be able to go next year though because of Brexit. But you will not be able to. Well, I can't work legally in France next year. Oh, really? Okay. No, I'm not part of the EU anymore. So it was legal work. At it was time. legal, okay. yeah, yeah. and they won't do it illegally because okay. now in that region of Beaujolais, in mm-hmm. right above Lyon, they have drones, mm. and they'll count how many workers there are, and each worker is registered, so they wow. can like count how many people and look at how many people are registered. So if there's more people than there should be, Whoa. then yeah, and I've seen these drones fly yeah, over as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were, I was talking with a friend in Italy and they also are using drones yeah. to um, survey the... Yeah, because there's a lot of black work going on. There's a lot of black, yeah. black work, you know, uh, work without the insurance, work without the... Because they have to pay, you know, like, mm. there's tax and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I know, that, yeah, in Switzerland there's still like, quite a lot of black work that goes on. Mm. Apparently with like the, 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 the beef industry and the milk mm-hmm. industry there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty dodgy. So where do you foresee? Do you, do you have more... Like a plan to uh, continue a, a, like a, a summer job, a seasonal work sometime, or I don't know. Um, we'll see how the summer goes. Eh? I, mm-hmm. I guess I guess the festivals probably won't be up and running because they usually pre- 
festivals usually preparing themselves. Um, you know, there, there might be a lot of festivals that are just preparing themselves just in mm -hmm. case it does all open up again. So if there's no gigs again, maybe just like some small, there are always like small festivals mm -hmm. going on with like mm -hmm. 100 people and mm -hmm. stuff. I found some going on in Switzerland this year, which were nice. Um, I don't know. I'm not really sure when I'm gonna where I'm gonna be, but mm -hmm. I can't do the, the the great picking this year mm. next year. So yeah, Something a new calling. Well, yeah. three, three three years three years in a row, three summers in a row is is, 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 nice. is, um, is enough, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because now we're in a, we're at a crossroads a bit of of uh, finding the old life, our our homeland. And then sticking, uh, you know, you're in a new new city in a new country, and finding ways to um, put down roots somewhere yeah. is always hard because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it takes it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort, and you have to choose some place, and you got to make make sure it's the right place. And I don't know if uh, it feels like England is still feels like home base. I know you have a lot of people you love there. Yeah, I love England. I love I love Manchester very mm. much. And um, everyone back there as well. Of course, I, I miss I, I miss I miss parts of it definitely. Definitely, mm -hmm. I would. Um, but I, I, yeah, I guess. Um, I like it here, Berlin. Seems to yeah. It's, uh, even even with like, the lockdown, there seems to be a lot to do, and mm -hmm. the weather's been really cool. Mm -hmm. It's been nice. Because at home it's just like sort of strong winds mm. and strong rain, like around this time of year, mm -hmm. non-stop. And it's, yeah, today it's been like ten degrees, right? Yeah, yeah. Was... We went out for some falafel. Mm. We went by the river, didn't we? Had a chat, and mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is a cool, cool place. But yeah. I'll be off in I'll be off somewhere else in January. So what's the the sure. timeline for for the release of your album? Do you have? Oh, uh, well, it should be on it. I mean, I don't know when this podcast will be released but um today is sunday the 5th or 6th of december um i usually re i use each year i usually release album on the 10th of december i don't know if it'll be ready by the 10th um maybe a few days after mm -hmm. that but i've already like put everything mm. done all the applications for okay. it to be on streaming so cool. um it should be on pretty soon yeah, I've already put it on SoundCloud, but I, there's only a few people that use that. I just have that there in case people, you know, for people who don't like to have like subscriptions. I just want to make it so it's free, you know, for anyone who wants to mm -hmm. go on there and use it like that. Mm. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's just on yeah, Spotify or wherever else mm -hmm. you'd use it. And uh, maybe I should put it on YouTube. It's always nice. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Yeah. And then printing CDs, are you are you also doing this, or at the time there's no need to be, be printing? No, I mean no gigs. Um, mm. and <laughs> as, as years go on, as we carry on going forward, less and less people have CD players. <laughs> I mean, mm. when I first started doing the tour in 2015, 16, like, yeah, there wasn't many people using CD players, mm. and in the last five years, it's. Been I guess people are using less, like less mm. cars mm -hmm. have CD players. Mm -hmm. mm. It's all digital. Yeah, more and more people are coming to the Spotify revolution. Revolution. Mm -hmm. 
more more people are converting to there, as, you know, as we as we go along. Because mm. yeah, we streaming is great for the fact that you know it takes up no data. You know, mm-hmm. we have no piles of CDs or sure, sure. piles of memory like yep. stored and hard drives are full of albums and things. So um, yeah, that's the future. So uh, yeah, just keep. Yeah, keep I, it out there. And yeah, I, I don't really know how, how it is to make, you know, money with with music online these days. But I know I believe people like to do like, like to you know, donate money these mm-hmm. days at Patreon and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I did make like a, a donation link on my Spotify for like a PayPal me thing, mm-hmm. but I don't really feel comfortable, <laughs> you know, asking people to do anything with that because. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm worried that it would just be my family that did it, <laughs> and I'd have to give them their money back if it was my family. Yeah, it? you already owe them. Yeah, I don't want anyone, you know, forking out for me. I'm I'm doing all right. Okay, so you find just you're you're um, appreciative of of anyone who takes the time and listens, and that's that's worth it to you. Is the, the yeah listenership? I guess I remember. I guess I'm a bit of a selfish musician in some ways. I I make music for myself, and then you know, there's there are some people that I've met along the way at gigs, or people who have who have met in other places who've become good friends, or people who've been recommended my you know my music. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's, there's these people, and and so I make music for me and for them people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm I'm not I'm not I'm all, I'm going out my way looking for new fans, mm-hmm. you know. If somebody comes across it, then mm-hmm. yeah, more the merrier. But mm. I kind of had to I delete my Instagram a while mm-hmm. ago and the hashtagging and stuff. You can't make real. I don't feel like you can make real fans like that. I mm-hmm. don't, in my own opinion. Um, I, if I really want to truly love music, I have to discover it myself or somebody mm-hmm. I'm, re- I'm mm-hmm. friends with shows it me, mm-hmm. or I come across a concert and see them. These kind of emotional binds are what yeah. really make you love an artist. Yeah, yeah. And if it's just like thrown at you on, yeah. online, you never. I don't think you can truly love like an artist yeah. like this. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe maybe it has times where when things have popped up to me like this. But but I don't know. It's, it's, I find that oftentimes I'm I'm misled mm-hmm. by what I hear. Yeah. And too often. And so um, I've been a bit suspicious about uh, trusting what somebody puts out as to be an honest reflection <laughs> of what they do. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we, we, we're all like sort of following our personas. And then there's other people that are trying to create a persona that's not their own. And this this. It's very easily. It's too many tricks. It can be done. It can easily be seen that when people are trying to be something they're not. I yeah. Um, I mean, going back to the fact that you perform this album live in an hour and a half. Yeah. That's just, I mean, that's like what I'm saying is that, uh, you know, that's how, that's how you sound. You know, yeah. there's yeah, 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 yeah. there's a rawness to that, and um, I think that's what people really they can tell when they listen to these songs that it's. It is what it is, you know. You get what you get. Mm. Yeah, you get what you pay for. <laughs> you paid for the recording. You told yeah, me yeah, about it. Three hundred. Three hundred euros, everybody. Yeah, thanks if you to, want to know. Thanks to James Nichols for um, mixing it for me and mm-hmm. producing. It's very kind of him. 
Um, it does. He's he's did pretty much all my albums. Mm -hmm. So he did it in the same style, which is great. Yeah. Keeping it all together. He put James some, Nichols uh, from, the, from the Buffalo Skinners. Okay. Yeah. What are his tricks? How does he? How does he? Um, well, he, what, he, he, uses, he, he uses a lot of tape delay and flutter, mm. tape flutter, and um, and a nice reverb. I don't know what reverb he's mm -hmm. using. He did run it for the tape machine, but it kind of sounds probably better without the, mm -hmm. without that. Um, yeah, and I think, I think there is a bit of a formula there, which mm -hmm. was cool. Mm -hmm. So I sent it to him over in Sheffield, and he did it for me. And he did, and uh, the artwork was done on the roof here in this building, mm -hmm. on the ninth floor, where we have a ping pong table. Like one every Sunday, we kind of go up there and play ping pong, and we had you know a few people over social distance, of course. And uh, somebody took a picture of me playing the guitar up there, and I thought that was like a nice snapshot of mm. my time here mm. uh, with Michael Brinkworth and Jesse Monk in the background and then um, yeah and on the recording day yeah it was uh, Sebastian my friend from Chile he let us use his practice room and he came and read a book sat on the floor drinking a beer whilst I recorded gave me you know did a few videos and pictures but I had not used them because <laughs> I didn't get around to it mm. um and then, yeah, a German lad called Manolo did the, um, brought these microphones, really nice microphones, about mm. 2,000 euros worth mm. of pounds, euros worth mm. of microphones, mm -hmm. which is the first time I've probably used such expensive microphones. Maybe not, actually, maybe mm. I have used them in the past. But, um, but yeah, that's the, that's the, the shout out, I guess. That's mm. the, that's the team. That's the thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks to, uh, Thanks to you, thanks to Michael, for making it easy to... Mm. Yeah, the story is that I, uh, I might have planted the seed in, in Phil's mind to, uh, yeah. to spend a bit more time in Berlin. Yeah. I just mentioned that your Berlin fault. Is, Berlin's <laughs> a welcome place for a, for a song man. And, yeah, back yeah. in August, huh? Yeah. I came for a few days when it was that heat wave. Mm -hmm. And uh, just before I left, you mm -hmm. said, hey, you should move here for a few months. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I was like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, it came to like mid-September, and I was still in France, and I was like, okay, what am I doing in October? Oh, I can't go back to England right now, because everything's locked down, and it's going to be super boring. So I, came, so I, I got here, and um, thought, yeah, I'm actually, this is my room, my mm -hmm. room right now. And uh, I was supposed to be here for a month, but it's turned into three, three mm -hmm. months. And uh, it's an inspiring place to be. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I think without a stable base, it wouldn't. You would have had a, a difficult time to um, organize the album, and so mm -hmm. it was a an important element that you could you could have the stability to, yeah. to record. And well, I kind of had to get past my boredom. I guess it's like um, you have to get like a. Being, you know, when it comes to like writing and you know coming up with like a project, in the first place you ha you have to put yourself in a place where you can be bored. If you always got my active mind, you always want to be busy doing something. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to get into the mindset to to work on something like this. So I had to get past the boredom mm -hmm. and, and not hang out with people all the time because mm -hmm. it's very easy to hang out with people mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And then and that's when and then that's when the so songs started to all come together. 
Okay. And the 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 the, the, the vision mm. of the project mm -hmm. came together. Mm. So um so this place is this place is very good for, for creative output a create having a creative output, but you've got to say no sometimes <laughs> to hanging out because yeah. uh, you know it's uh, it's always something to do here. So. Yeah, I, that is one benefit of the lockdown is that yeah there's just not uh you're not forced to to yeah. spend evenings drinking in pubs and yeah yeah it has been a yeah all those of, smoky bars yeah so smoky you get there. you get kind of a, addicted to the. To the like chase and the uh, <laughs> I don't know you're constantly you know on this on the hunt here it's like on a hunt for fun and for and so it's been a nice change to just say all right you know the joy today is just walking down the road and yeah you know opening my eyes and looking around and I don't need to to make a million friends this week I yeah guess. yeah. Strengthen the connections I have. And, yeah, every day doesn't have to be like a, a big story, you know, because you end up losing track of time anyway. Your memory's not big enough to remember all the good times, so mm -hmm. it's better like to kind of work on some, like a slow burner, work on something yep. worthwhile to yep. then have something to show for yourself at exactly. some point in the future. <laughs> yeah, that's true. For whatever it's worth, some people might find that in in having a business, or you know, other people might find it in you know. Yeah, having an album or a, mm -hmm. or a painting or... Or a skill, like a yeah. language, you know? Or a like, language, yeah. That, that's yeah. another, one of the things that I think about sometimes is uh, mm -hmm. the investment you can put into learning a language yeah. or learning an instrument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it needs to just be every day, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. But the thing is, no one can... I love things that people can't take away from you. Yeah, um, yeah. Language is like this. Yeah. You, go, you don't lose that. You, you go into the gym... If you go for a year and yeah. then don't go for a year, you're gonna end up being fat. Again. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> or can. Whatever. You can lose some language if you don't use it. Well, yeah, but you give yourself like three days to a week yeah. in that country. You yeah. you have it all back. True. You couldn't do that in the gym. Mm. <laughs> Could you? You would have all your muscles back in the gym after a week if you've been out for a year. Yeah, I mean, I think you got your muscle memory, but you're yeah. still gonna have to give it a few months to get that yeah. that back. Or yeah, you atrophy quite quickly with with muscles and. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's interesting. the The mind can definitely hold. Yeah. The, yeah, more than the physical body yeah, can. Yeah, yeah. You, you the physical retain, body retain di things more. Different, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Can you give us a, another song here from the from the new album? Uh, yeah, of course. play you the first three songs out. Huh? This one's so I played you the first one, I played you the third one, and here's the mm -hmm. second one. This one's called Wishing Well. About um searching around for meaning. <laughs> um and having a fun time while Where'd doing you it. This? When? Where where? Oh wow. Now, this this song's made oh it's like two years old but mm -hmm. I, I had to give up on it because it, I had to change some lyrics. Because it was kind of like a bit of a hopeless song, but now it's more of a hopeful song. Because mm -hmm. it says like, well, no regrets, mm -hmm. but like not in the Edith Piaf way, mm -hmm. like more of an original way, I'd like to think. But it's like, say, so yeah, search around for meaning, having a good time whilst you're doing it. Don't regret, you know, the search, you know, even if I'm not there. Mm -hmm. It's called Wishing Well. I wish I had a wish to wish for. Mm -hmm. 
Wishing well, wishing well, wish I had a wish to wish for. Until then, I'll throw my coins, things rolling, people watching. How much cash, how much cash, how much cash to board you are? If you sent that book up with all which I threw down, I'll throw it down again. Wishing well, wishing well, can I hear someone calling? Shouting, what is it that keeps you here? Leeching and brawling. I like it here, I miss the sky, coming, going, but never changing. Listened to the album uh, when I started about halfway. You did, you did. You came in on like the fourth song. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. So this, that's gosh. I feel like it's a. Uh, yeah, it's very. Talking to yourself almost. <laughs> is this a? Yeah. How, is is that how you? A lot of them are talking. Me talking to myself. Yeah. Yeah. I, a, I think this is a really good way of writing. Actually, mm-hmm. I came. Okay, I noticed it in like. Um, Marcus Aurelius Meditations mm-hmm. book by the emperor and he, he, he it's like a philosophical book but everything's addressed to himself mm-hmm. so then as a reader you don't feel preached mm. you know mm-hmm. preached to mm. if you're saying you've got to do this it's like oh fuck you but if it's like I've you know, I've got to do this mm-hmm. 
you you're just a spectator and and then mm -hmm. it doesn't and it doesn't have that's how I feel like that's how you can get away with writing in this way mm -hmm. to, to to write Directed first person yeah, to yeah. yourself yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think that it become pedantic pretentious no pretentic like, yeah it's like uh, where you uh, um, yeah it's kind of like preachy or uh, controlling you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people do it, and it's I, I don't kind of I kind of don't like it um, to hear it like that. Yeah, unless it's like you've got to fight for your right to party. That's yeah. a, <laughs> now that's a good. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's imperative. It's imperative language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like um, you know, or suggestive, suggestive sort of language. It's like a, mm -hmm. it's better to do it. Say mm -hmm. like I have to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, wishing well, wish I had a wish to wish for. It's like a, yeah, I wish I I knew the direction that my life needs to go in, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't, and I've been wasting my time maybe, but I don't regret it anyway. That's pretty much what that song is about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> making uh, amends with the with the questions at least. Wow, yeah, we don't want to regret what we've done in life, do we? That'd be a sad state of affairs. Yeah. I don't regret anything. Maybe going to I didn't I do regret going to university though. That was a waste of time. Really. Yeah, I just owe a lot of money. <laughs> how, gonna, do you, how do you handle uh, never gonna college get it. debt? Do you, is it, is it uh, oh, forgivable after some, some Yeah, time 50, or? when I'm 50. <laughs> then, then the, Gets wiped. Really? Okay. Yeah. So you just will not pay in for the next 8 to 20 years? Well, I mean... Do you need a certain money amount? Or? The thing is, they don't take that much. It wouldn't, it wouldn't really, you know, if, you know, it's, I can't be making so much on the books and yeah. then they start to take it off you or something. yeah. yeah. Uh, I hope they're not listening in. Hey, student loan people. <laughs> it's me. I, I'm going to pay you. <laughs> Don't worry. Did you One finish day. university? Or no, no, it, was, it wasn't fun. And mm. I, was, I was in a band at the time and we were doing quite a lot at that time. And I was like, well, this is what I really wanted to be mm -hmm. doing. Why am I doing it at uni? Mm -hmm. And I just didn't have the energy to go in and do my resits in the summer. Yeah. I, had re re I failed on a resit in guitar, guitar practical. Really? Yeah. You were studying music. Yeah, yeah. Guitar practical, I failed on guitar practical. Because making you learn all these modes and scales, mm -hmm. and I was like, I just want to play music. I kind of wish, that's another thing I, I guess I regret, is that at that, that time, we had, you know, we were all quite young and we had a band, and we should have just bought a van and sort of touring around England instead of going mm -hmm. to university. Because was, it was too much, yeah, security you know, doing a university, mm -hmm. you know, having some structure still, educational mm -hmm. structure, but at that point, we were probably, yeah, probably, I would have, sh should have done that. Ready so. for the, yeah, to, to hit the road. And yeah, that's, that's the problem with having bands, you know, it's, the older you get, the harder it is to find people who are committed to, to jumping on the road like that. Mm. And when you're young, there's, there's always going to be one or two that just, you know, want to be with a girlfriend every night watching films or, mm. You know, or, or you know, or just getting too drunk, even you know, mm -hmm. opposite side. It's kind of hard to find. Uh, yeah, that's the, that's the kind of lottery of bands. You know, it's, you get some bands that you, those dedicated of bands. You still have to be good as well. Yeah, but we had a good time. It was a good yeah, time. fuck. I mean, from my experience, so so many bands uh, come together for a short period of time, and mm -hmm. then go their separate ways and you have to just accept like the yeah. impermanence of anything but especially getting musicians together because yeah so hard. it's it's so difficult to make a lasting project with 
with people. It's easier to have one or two, but when you get five different personalities coming together, all for the sake of one goal, which is always in, different for each person, you know, yeah. every every different person has a different kind of vision for the yeah the project. Yeah. And if you've got too up, many songwriters, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and even you know, and some songwriters like like myself, I find it hard because. I kind of want to, for my own music, I like to compose, know it, compose everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I even would have directions for the for the drummer mm-hmm. because I know mm-hmm. what I want it to sound mm-hmm. like. So, it, you know, uh, but yeah, the drummer I've used it in the past, my friend Duncan, uh, he did a, like my Algorithms album, Like he always just does the right thing. I never have to tell him uh, what's what to do, really. Uh, so you know you can be lucky with with some musicians that they're completely on the right level on the right on the right mm-hmm. um wavelength on the right wavelength uh but yeah i've learned also which i've not really worked on is uh, some of the most interesting bands were like an eclectic uh, um a selection of musicians that like different genres mm-hmm. so like, like with like the smiths or the, Do- the doors mm-hmm. like the, the guitarist was like a flamenco mm-hmm. and then the pianist was Classical, classical class yeah. jazz and then the drummer was mm, yep. jazz drummer and then the vocalist was this mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. spoken word poet so mm-hmm. that, that's how you can get real fusion is mm-hmm. when you have different people with different mm-hmm. tastes I think mm-hmm. so that was, yeah that would be cool yeah it reminds me of like a when Hendrix was playing with uh, Mitch Mitch Mitchell Mitch Mitchell yeah and, uh, and Noel uh, what's his last name Reading or something? Maybe. They were both English, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Because Jimmy came over to England because the animal's bassist found him in mm-hmm. America mm-hmm. and then took him to London and they met Paul McCartney mm-hmm. and then Paul McCartney like pushed pulled, pushed Jimmy back onto yeah. the Americans and said, hey, you should listen yeah. to Jimmy. Exactly. Jimmy was living in, in Newcastle. Yeah. They have a, like, uh, like, I think of, I know like the neighbourhood mm. that, uh, that he was in. Really? Yeah. Because the animals were from Newcastle, and, yeah. And so yeah, it was there. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a different me. time, you know. We really yeah. have exploded with so many forms of music now, and especially uh, electronic music and dance music. Yeah. That I think the the power of one man and a guitar is kind of it doesn't have the same like shocking value no. that it did back then. No, and, no, uh, not like like Dylan's early albums, like another side of Bob Dylan, with just him and acoustic art and a harmonica. Yeah, it was great. Now, like so many acoustic artists, that n- n- will n- will always have a, like overdubs of some mm-hmm. kind. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's done really cool sometimes. Like David Gray's first album, mm-hmm. White Ladder, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of like sort of drum sort of mm-hmm. drum loops, you mm-hmm. know, like synthetic synth, mm-hmm. synth drum loops can be done really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, like I feel like it's, there is like a pressure to put over like more instruments on mm-hmm. acoustic music these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah some of the best songs are just guitar and vocal mm-hmm. um, Vincent by Don McLean mm-hmm. uh, the, um, the that heartbeat song you know one night to be confused mm-hmm. who's that Jose by? Gonzalez yeah, yeah this like this mm-hmm. guitar and vocal yeah. and this as well and, and uh, Hosier has some nice uh, do you ever listen to him I've been. I've, I know that this yeah. church. Take me to church. Yeah, but he has a few stripped back songs We're that just guitar showcases vocal. guitar picking that are really nice. No, I should listen. Yeah. I've not listened. Yeah, there's some great. Yes, yeah, there's some great songs that are mm. just guitar and vocal. 
for sure. Mm-hmm. And it really like um, shows what 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 can be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Sweet. The roots, baby. All right. Do you want to take us home with a with a final yeah. final track? One more. One more. Thanks everybody for listening today. Go get the album. It's gonna be on Bandcamp. No, it's not on Bandcamp. Not yet. We're gonna make him get him going Bandcamp so he can buy, <laughs> buy his music. Well, they can make a donation on Spotify. Okay. To my pay heard of you. This one's not on the album. It, it, I'm gonna record it again soon. It's Roman Sandals, but I changed the words. So I'll just play it here. Oh, I wanted to go to Italy. I wanted to go to Italy, but I spent all my money on expensive Roman sandals. No girl wanted to dance with me, don't know why. No, it ain't easy, easy looking creepy, baby, but I just wanna make you mine, mine, mine. It's easy looking sleazy, sleazy, so easy. But I just wanna make you mine, open your mind, open your Another singer's muse, she said, and he's got more followers than you.
Alrighty. Check him out online, Pip Flutman. We're coming at you hot. We got a camera set up there. A live stream yeah. before the end of the year. Yeah. We're gonna do. How long we did it for? Wow, an hour 16, 17. <whistles> nice. Hour and 18. Police are outside. What the fuck? Oh, no podcasts allowed. Hmm. Nice. Mm, interesting. Did it get the whole thing? Yeah. How do you how do you stop this? 